0: Daniel, how are you in Vancouver? Oh, Dave, I'm fine.
1: I'm fine that I'm in Vancouver, actually. Good news, everybody, our family, hopefully, and fortunately, entered Canada, and now we reside here after all these
0: years. Hey. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had a bike ride today, been doing some work, did record another podcast today as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy. Now, some of this is me being busy with, with hobbies like you and me and me and with my friend Anthony just before this. And then some of it is actually working, as I was telling you before, before we started recording. I've been updating things for my classes coming up. So it's uh, that's it's uh, I guess I got to face facts here. I got to go back and do my job again. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to exactly. sit at home and collect paychecks. But uh, yeah, kind of have no choice in that uh, that uh, thing. So, and Dan had messaged me. You had messaged me today, and you said, you know, we should maybe record something because six months since the thing that was the impetus for you leaving more quickly <laughs> uh, started. Uh,
1: it's yeah. interesting. So yeah. Today is a uh, serious. Date, how we call it in Russia. Yeah. Like uh, half a year that this war is continuing, mm-hmm. nobody expected it would be so long, but we are, it's far from ending right now.
0: and yeah, yeah, I don't see any sign of it letting up. Nope.
1: Now it's obvious that it will be even longer because yeah. probably, uh, you know, uh, battle actions won't be that active during as a fall and winter because of logistics and roads and all of that. Yeah. Uh, so and, R- and, Russian,
0: and Russian logistics are awful. So um, it, it's going to make it even because. worse. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully they remain awful. Uh, and it's been, um, but yeah, six months. And I I mean, I at the beginning, I thought, it, I, I didn't think it'd be over in three days, but like a lot of people thought, but I didn't think it would be... At right away, at the very beginning, I didn't think it would be like, oh, yeah, they'll hold out. And now I'm pretty sure they can hold out. So now it just becomes like, you know, World War I or something, which is awful. Um, it's not the same level of... It's funny to think that 100 years ago, there was more destruction on, in, than there is now. Uh, you know, Battle of the Sum, millions of people. <laughs> it's not millions, but it's still horrible and war's awful. And this it's, whole thing's been really bad.
1: bad. And... in. In the scale of twenty uh, first centuries, yeah uh, current losses are awfully big. Uh, so we know that about nine thousand of Ukrainian soldiers died. Yeah, it's yeah. recent data from Ukrainian government. Yeah. And we know that about uh, five and a half thousand of civilians died yeah. on the Ukrainian side, which is awful. It's uh, not nothing to like uh, NATO operations in uh, other countries. Like it's much more of a damage, and we don't know actually how much people Russia lost, but yeah. it's something around uh, seventy seventy thousand of uh, killed and injured. Yeah, uh, by the Absolutely. data of uh, Britain. Um,
0: yeah, the British Ministry of Defense, and uh, they have—I mean, while well, they're on a side, I think as a rule, Western countries tend to uh, try to be tra- try to be as transparent as they can about these things. So, I mean, uh, I-, I believe the official Russian count is they've lost five thousand, but that's just not true.
1: It was uh, <laughs> at the end of the march, and it's still huge. Like it's obviously it's... under inestimated, but yeah, uh, they lost the same number of soldiers as they lost in Afghanistan in 10 years, just for the first month. Probably it was even higher. So it's awful. It's really Uh, awful and ugly for Russia.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, and as much as I can sit there and say that I'm I'm not unhappy about that in a lot of respects, I still don't like seeing people getting killed. Um, So the whole thing's been this whole unprovoked horrible thing Putin's done uh, is it's weird. Cause it's almost like it's become, I don't want to use the word normal, but, but it's like, it's part of, it's just normal. I, I, again, I, I, it's the wrong word, but I think you know what I mean that it, it's almost like it's, I, it's a strange thing. I, I, I mean, every other war that I remember well i mean i remember the vietnam war but i was really young so it's hard for me to uh but i think about things like i don't know first gulf war second gulf war uh things like that Af- afghanistan these things are over in like five weeks and it's like oh, it's over now uh, this has been different um because there's a, a very uh what's the word i'm looking for uh, an enemy that has a lot of good friends to <laughs> the russians like so they're and also on the other hand the russians are very good at this. Turns out, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's 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 really crazy, and that's the thing that to me has struck me more than anything. Uh, you know, from my seat here, on the other side of the world, is I feel like this is almost, and I, like I said I don't like using the word normal, but it seems like this is just it, it, it's normal, and it's really strange to me that, um, it's a very odd feeling. It's a very odd feeling. Very
1: really odd I mean. feeling. I I agree. Uh-huh. I don't know how to comment all of this. We yeah. just decided that we should know. say something because it's six months already, yeah. and we, we need to add one more episode to our podcast. <laughs> and probably the best thing we can do with Dave now uh, is to remind you that you can donate money to Red Cross or yep. UNICEF, yep. and Ukrainians now need more more help than ever because this war is exhausting uh, almost sort yep. uh, of their economic system is collapsed yep. they actually need not only weapons they are getting from you know western allies yep. they also need just you know money to buy food and water yeah. uh, medicine and there are a lot of kids and women who who needs uh, this help Yes. And even 10 bucks, uh, which is like a cup of coffee for you guys in Canada uh, <laughs> is a big difference uh, oh, yeah. there because there is a huge price difference uh, yeah. between our countries. And yes. if you donate even a small sum of money, it will help. Yeah, um, I'm glad to announce that I finally donated money and it was safe for me because Russian government is tracking those transactions. Right. And you can get in trouble uh, donating money from Russia to Ukraine. Okay. And it's pretty utilitarian when your bank transactions
0: are... Yeah, monetary. when they start looking at your bank transactions, the things you take out of the library, <laughs> things you post on social media. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Funny is not ironic funny, not ha-ha funny. They, I mean, Russia has completely gone... Like, it's not like Stalin but it certainly is even i think more repressive than it was under brezhnev i you know yeah um, is Neither that a fair statement would you say
1: now it's uh, a strange mix of the worst moments in russian 20th century uh, yeah. history like yeah. because it's you know political system from stalin uh, economic crisis from 90s after yeah. the collapse and if you combine it together it will be a, you know a perfect catastrophe yeah. and then fighting a, right
0: and, f- and then fighting a war or i'm sorry a special military operation that um is no one knows how popular it is uh, but still fighting a, and also fighting a war where a lot of people are dying you know it's huge uh, yeah yeah, so you got wow. you throw all that stuff together, and yeah, you're right. It's, it's like it's taking all the all the greatest hits of the Soviet Union <laughs> from, uh, basically, and, and Russia from the 20th century and putting them all together into one thing. I think one of the things that this has taught, I think, a lot of the world is that the – that I guess we'll call it Putinism, for lack of a better word. Uh, Russo-fascism, if you want to call it that, uh, is a lot stronger stronger is not the right word more resilient than i think a lot of people thought see i think as soon as a lot of people thought it was you know the war would be over in two weeks then it wasn't and then people started saying well you know what's going to happen then if that in two more weeks russia putin will be overthrown so i think we have to have we have to have a, a you know realistic view of this and that's that this thing is going to go on for a while um a long while, a couple of years would be my guess. I was talking about this last night with Isabel and a, a friend of ours we had over, in. I, 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 I would not be surprised if this thing was going on in, still in 2025. I hope that's not true, but yeah, we I would can
1: be su- be make a different predictions. Um, I want to like propose uh, yes. to discuss, you know, small aftermath of this six months of war. Mm-hmm. I actually prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Aha. Which is which is uh, really convenient. Yes. So uh, actually, we discussed uh, this topic a lot with Dave offline um, yes. um, without new episodes. And um, I remember that Dave was quite surprised when we discussed, um, uh, you know, the consequences of this war for Russian regime. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, uh, as you remember, you mentioned that Putin didn't achieve any of his goals during this so-called special operation. Yeah. And I agree with that. Like, uh, we want to remind you what were the, those goals actually? Yeah. Um, so, uh, first goal was the uh, de- so-called denazification of um, <laughs> yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, getting rid of those uh,
0: actually, Jewish Nazis in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah actually, yeah. it. it it meant, like, to overthrow government and yes. put a new one under, like, a uh, Russian regime. No, it didn't work. No. Second, uh, second goal was uh, demilitarization of Ukraine. Obviously, n- it's not what's happening.
0: No, I think Actually, we, we, we it, could perhaps now say that Ukraine has one of the most powerful militaries in the world, which is kind of wild. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. And most famous soldiers and better equipment than they ever had, like, in history. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're getting trained by the SAS and JTF-2 and Delta Force. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's. Yeah. Yep.
1: They have uh, the best, you know, uh, military experience in the world uh, yeah. right now, because it's right, yeah. the biggest uh, front uh, war with like this, you know, big uh, fronts. It's not, you know, uh, usual uh, brief military operation. It's yeah. uh, like really dozens of thousand soldiers battling together for like weeks and months. And yeah. um, the third part was to um, take uh, control over Donetsk Oblast and Lugansk Oblast, which didn't happen. Like now Russia control controls Lugansk Oblast, smaller one, but yeah. doesn't control uh full uh, Donetsk oblast and there didn't take odessa uh, that was uh, one of the sub goals of this operation to mm-hmm. um, conquer all the black sea coast of ukraine and prevent them uh, from you know global trade through black sea and mediterranean sea yeah. after a mm-hmm. um, Russian army didn't accomplish that hopefully nope. yep uh, so like nothing was achieved but as I said they uh, there were uh, two, you know, other goals of Putin during this operation. Right. I remember you was quite surprised by hearing those, you know, profits, uh, what uh, Putin gained from this war. Right. And I guess uh, you didn't so about it just because you guys in developed countries don't think as people in Russia, like obviously a different type yes. of society, uh, different, different is, type of political true. system. That's yeah. why, that's why people thought like Putin will be overthrown like in two weeks. If, yeah. if, for example, in Canada someone will block your MasterCard and Visa cards, I, IKEA is moving out from Canada, and all of that happening, I guess like the government will won't stand like a, in a one hour after <laughs> that. But in Perhaps. Russia, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. If you can be imprisoned up to fifteen years just for uh, going um, with you know, blank sheet, do you remember this story? Yeah, like, it, the, the, it, the woman just had to,
0: exactly blank the blank a the blank sheet. She blank. was arrested. Yep. Yeah.
1: One guy was uh, fined for two likes in social networks. Uh, Jesus, liked, I didn't
0: hear that. Okay.
1: Uh, he got six hundred. Canadian dollars fine, which is huge for Russia. Sure, yeah. just just for liking, um what even even not directly anti-war pulse on social network. Right. So it is it, it sends a message to people: if you go yeah. out street, out street, you doomed. And obviously, people don't want to risk their health and life, and we can blame them because like. Sure. I hardly imagine people in Canada would do so, such a sacrifice.
0: It's it's funny. I thought about that a lot. And I I don't... It's a very difficult thing to put yourself in that position. I mean, I I've thought about, for example, what you did, which I think is it was the right thing, obviously, which was leaving. Um, but that takes... Even that takes a tremendous amount of I think, courage and, and, and all that. Uh, but if... I mean, and we talked about this. Like, at what point would I... What I have left, you know, and that's, a, and that's, that's a, it's a, it's a good question. And, but because of the fact that we, you know, there's a different mindset in the West, um, that, and I think it's, it's the mindset here generally is this notion that more or less, not for everybody, but more or less is like live and let live. Don't, don't do anything that's going to bother anybody and everything will be fine. Uh, now and then no. when you get mad at something, say something and do something, fix it. And that just doesn't, the people don't have a great deal of agency and they had any agency people in Russia had, um, as soon as this started was removed because what, you know, they've gone full on basically totalitarian. So you end up with laws like you're talking about, right? Like the idea of even, you know, you can get 15 years in jail for saying, I don't think we should be in a in a war or calling it a war, which is that's the Orwellian part of this whole thing too. it's like i I can't imagine that that kind of thing. So it's so, and I've, I keep saying this, it's so foreign to people here that I, I just don't know that we'd have any idea of what to do. I, I can't put myself in that place. The leaving is one thing, and I think that's you'd have more of that, but people who stay, what are they supposed to do? and i I,
1: I Not think everybody
0: it, can leave. That's the other thing. Not everybody can leave, right? There's people like you, and apparently about two hundred thousand people have left Russia, which is a lot of people. Something like that. That's right. Twenty thousand people have left Russia, not two hundred thousand. Um, but they tend to be people like you.
1: Not even one percent.
0: Yeah, and so they're, they're young. They're young, educated people. That's who's leaving, which isn't good for anybody because they're going other places. But that's who's going, right? It's it's not. It's not people my age. Right. I just wanted
1: to remind that. About that, and so our listeners can yes. think about that. Because uh, when um, Western you know politicians demand from Russian people like to be more um, active and overthrow government and stand for themselves, they actually can't do that. No, it's Even something, if it, they want. Yeah, that's right. You, you, yeah, you didn't ask uh, from people in North Korea to overthrow Kim Jong Un. It yeah. doesn't work like that. It no. will be just killed, and it it won't work still. Like no, uh, it it just couldn't happen, even if all people just want that. People more like a hostages, not a citizens.
0: Yeah, it's and like then, a, yeah, and then you they get almost a Stockholm syndrome type thing too, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah but what what actually can you do? So the aftermath of this war for putin was still beneficial despite all all these losses on the battlefronts because of two reasons first putin uh, got even more power than he had in previous years Mm -hmm. so it's maybe more than absolute power of middle-aged monarch or king yeah Uh, probably now putin has as much power as Joseph Stalin had, yeah, but with some adjustments because of time. Uh, and secondly, he prevented any possibility of a queue because he uh, made a public um, this council uh, which was held. Uh, at the beginning of the war, yep. and all all the important you know politicians and leaders were there, and he forced them to say in, in front of cameras like we have support this war. Yeah. Now all, all these guys are under sanctions, and no one will negotiate with them, even yeah. if Putin will be restored. And that were only people who can do that. Right. So now Putin is pretty safe in this regard has you know huge um, fsb forces supporting him uh and other special forces in Russia, There around four or five you know such yeah for, special forces there so uh people in general can't protest and mm-hmm. there is like zero chances of you know revolution uh, uh in low in low
0: We'll call it in Russia, a uh, from the high point. Yeah, so so ra- grassroots is the expression you would say here. So there's no possibility of a grassroots uprising. Uh, there would, I, I think, it's one of these things that I wonder, like how many moms' sons have to be killed before the moms get angry? Uh, because that happened during Afghanistan, right? Where eventually the 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 uh, there's actually an organization military mothers or something like that that did protest during gorbachev the gorbachev era but of course you could protest during the gorbachev era and you wouldn't necessarily be hauled away to prison um
1: it was much softer times which is yeah. wild to say. that's wild yeah. to say for me because even 10 years ago russia was nothing like what what it is now yeah actually when i was a university student and i was freshly graduated from the university i lived in completely different country and things changed really quickly and no one expected they will go this way actually and it it's some sort of you know random coincidences that it happens this way like in parallel universe and multiverse it could be very different
0: Yes, yeah.
1: and uh, here we are now. Yeah, uh, there, are, there are a lot of people who stand against the war, even right now. There are war protests, in fact. So, yes, uh, at the beginning of the, this war, even after this, you know, awful laws, yeah, um, were, were created, thousands of people went onto the streets to protest. So, yeah, there are actual heroes because it was really brave. I think so. Uh, to do so, but still, it it doesn't work that way. So the only possibility Putin will be overthrown is actually FSB is it. Yeah. So when now FSB have an absolute power now within country, despite their um, intelligence failed miserably, pretty badly. Probably, yeah. uh, uh, probably you, your Read articles uh, uh, from Washington Post about how the U.S. government knew all the plans of Putin's
0: invasion like months before it happened. Well, they were they were telling the Ukrainian government this is going to happen, and, I mean, uh, and and in fact, even the Ukrainian government said, "Now come on, they're not going to do that." And yeah, and it, not
1: everybody uh, believed that, but yeah, I, it means that FSB is completely ineffective yes. the defense. Yeah. This very important military data yep. from, you know, the main enemy of, like, Russian government. Right. So, a weird situation when the most important politicians in Russia didn't know about invasion, but yes, yeah. knew, like, from which side which tank will go.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, and they were, and they weren't just sharing it with Ukraine. That's the thing. They were also saying to the world, okay, you should watch this right now. Like I remember watching the news and it's like, this is going to happen. It's going to happen on this day. And the Brits were also telling the Ukrainians and, and the world what was going on. And that's why, I mean, typically my, my favorite source to find out what's actually happening has been the ministry of defense of the United Kingdom, because they seem to have had a, they seem pretty good at this. Um, but, yeah, no one thought this was going to go down. Um, and
1: if it failed. Yeah. What, what I wanted to say, if failed. be yep. failed. But no no one actually was severely punished for that. So right. they misinformed Putin that Ukrainians will throw flowers and greet all the Russians. Welcome soldiers. them
0: as liberators, yes.
1: Yeah. And all of that. So this was, you know, a complete miscalculation and <laughs> yeah. disinformation. But no one was actually punished for that. FSB even got more power than they had, right. and it, it brings Putin into you know this Roman emperor and Praetorian dilemma. <laughs> uh, he's, he has a guard uh, who like uh, defend him, but he can be overthrown by them in any moment because he fully depends on them. That- Yep. Uh, at at which moment FSB will decide that it's you know more profitable to betray Putin and overstroke him? yeah. Uh, it's it's really a question, but I see this as an only opportunity to change things.
0: I think yeah. so. I think so. And yeah one of the things that you hear a lot of is that if they do, Get rid of him. The person that replaces him might be worse. But I mean, you think about it. The person who replaced Stalin when it was Beria, was easily as bad or worse than Stalin, which is a thing to say. But he didn't last long. So I mean, who knows? But now you're right. I think I think that's the only possibility Andropov, right
1: now. Andropov was worse than Beria. He didn't last long too. No. But it doesn't mean that in this time we will be that lucky. But still, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 at least it's a, a chance even the slight chance for better you know conditions for all the society is yeah is better it's, it's
0: funny i wouldn't be like i think this thing's going to last a long time but every morning i wake up thinking yeah maybe today they they, they got rid of them cuz that also could happen like it's it is what you're saying really could happen i there's the chance is low probability is less than 0.05 but uh, <laughs> but i think it you know it could and that's probably the way it's going to happen um, or we might have to do the old Soviet route and just wait for him to die, <laughs> which, you know, uh, he's probably got pretty good doctors, so maybe he'll be around a long time. Um, he can live like 10 years easily.
1: Yeah. Or he maybe. can die tomorrow. And we actually don't know how to No, report. we don't know. That's right. Um, and that's a complicated part of the story. But exactly. what's happening now is maybe, um, this very sad thing is like russia under new iron curtain Mm -hmm. and and, um we also discussed that dave do you remember when we discussed uh, should should european union ban visa for russian travelers or not we had a small you know discussion about that with yes yes we did because of, of the recent news and i said that i think it's understandable in terms of emotions you just want to do something with that horrible situation and you want to punish someone for this, you yes. know, violence uh, which is happening. But I said today that probably it's not uh, the best idea because uh, if you ban Russian travelers, if you ban them like buying stuff online, ban all these MasterCard and Visa cards and all of that, more money will stay within Russia. So, Putin will have more money for continuing this open war.
0: And And, and, and I I, I know you've said that, and I I also understand what you're saying, but the other end of it is, if you stop, if you make people's lives more uncomfortable, they are perhaps more likely, if you get enough people grumbling, I don't mean they're going to go you know, go, go to the gates of the Kremlin. That's not what I'm talking about. But I think if you make it so people can't do things they always were doing for the last 20 years, it may have some effect. Um, I can also see, I mean, if I was a, I mean, the idea that there's a whole bunch of people that are living in basements and getting, having missiles thrown at their schools and hospitals um, and that's how they're living. And then you see the people from the other side are going on holiday in Italy. <laughs> you know, so sort of like, I don't think I like that very much. So as I mean, there's the, that end of it. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, it's absolutely
1: understandable on emotional level.
0: Yeah. But, See, I don't but, think it's just emotional though. This is the thing. I think if you stop people from being able to do what they used to be able to do, make their lives enough uncomfortable, I'm not saying they're going to do anything, but there will be more unrest. There'll be more people, there'll, fewer people likely to want to join the army. Uh, things like that. I'm just. I, I yeah. guess there is, you know, at this point there is a
1: huge difference between um, how do you think about people' reaction and how people actually react in Russia because a psychological difference. Yes. You are trying to identify with people and think what you would do, how you would react. Like I have no doubts. Like if people uh, will live worse. In Western countries, they will feel uncomfortable and trying to manage this and fix this and do sure. something. Yeah. And But uh, it works a different way in Russia. Sure. If people live worse, what they're actually starting to do? They have, for example, less money, less purchasing power, less opportunities. Mm-hmm. So what do they start to do? They start to work more, maybe having two or three jobs because they need to fix their parameters. Yep. So because of that, they are completely exhausted. They have no like time and uh, energy for thinking about anything except like everyday survival, like in a jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they become like, uh, they're getting burnout, like, you know, this professional burnout syndrome, yes. uh, and they lack empathy and uh, even more, they lack time to think about something even more. Mm-hmm. They became more uh, grumpy, aggressive, and uh, they'll lean to any power that will give them at least some job and money. And the right. only guy who will do this now is Vladimir Putin because, Every private company left Russia, and there have no opportunities to get work from anybody else except Russian government. Right now, yeah. it makes people even more dependent on this,
0: and it worsens the situation. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. There's there's two sides to the argument. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so our sure. listeners can can think
1: at, at least a bit about that. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and I think it's you know there's no. And I I, I keep saying a lot of these things are really blunt instruments, right? That's the thing. Um, So, uh, yeah, see, that's something you just have to think about, right? Um, I I wonder about, you know, what's going to happen in the winter is is to me. I mean, you know, because you've, a lot of the infrastructure of Ukraine has been destroyed. And less than could be because they don't have... russians don't have good weapons but but they're good enough to kill people um so you know there's this kind of thing they're talking about holding referendums of course as they always do so it's uh if he has got that one thing and it's made his what's the word i'm looking for like that's um if, if it's made putin more powerful uh that's one thing but i i i like i said i wonder how what what the magic number is going to be how many people have to have their sons not come home before people start really getting angry. Um, I don't know what that number is. I just don't. And I don't know that anybody does. Uh, and
1: I, I actually don't know even if like 200,000 of people will die on this war. Uh, will people react somehow because I don't understand where is, you know, this red lines of Russian society anymore. I think right. like when one million of people died because of COVID. It's horrible, horrible yeah. catastrophe. It's like 50 times more than uh, every, the, 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 you know, the number of victims during this war from both sides. 50 yeah. times higher. And no one you know, answer. <laughs> yeah. you answer. You can swear you, know, you, know, a
0: podcast. you can swear all you yeah. want. All you fucking yeah. want. Swear all you want. <laughs> So
1: no nobody give a fuck because of no, that. That's right. Yep. And it was five million of people. And now it's probably maybe eighty thousand of people. So
0: I wonder. Like do no, it really impress anybody I, I, after yeah, that? I don't know. I, I, like I said, I think maybe the difference here is that the people who die tend to be older, whereas this is people's sons, this is people's kids. Right. And that's so maybe I don't know. Um, I know that there's a a guy that, uh, what's the name of that Russian social network again? VK or something?
1: uh, Yeah, VK, Contact.
0: Yeah, uh, because there was a big long post on there uh, by a a paratrooper who then left. (laughs) Did the smart thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know. You've heard about this
0: guy, Filatiev, right? And Am I pronouncing his name correctly, Filatiev? Would that be how you pronounce it? No. Close, Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty close, yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, you know, who I'm talking about anyway. And uh, everything he says in that stuff is exactly what you've been thinking, like, we've all been thinking, well, they must feel you know, so you, you do wonder. And he talks about how like people are just going, yeah, I'm not, uh, we're going home now. So, there were people leaving, they were just leaving equipment out because they, it was useless, uh, and how just poorly led they are, not just how. You know, uh, the fact that there are people committing war crimes, you know, which is, and I don't want to say beside the point because it's horrible, but just on a purely military, military level, they've just been, everything's been bad. Like nothing has worked, which is good because it could be a lot worse, frankly, um, but it's it's an interesting story that, and I, I wonder if his leaving is going to have affect anything because I know people don't, he- I'm sure it's not on the news <laughs> in Russia, but yeah, sure. yeah, they they aren't really playing that up too much but people do find out about things things do get around right and um russian
1: government closed every single opposition media in russia yeah auditory more than fifty thousand of
0: subscribers yeah which is
1: in March. As- yeah so you can only read something with vpn which obviously not every person can and want to do because it's too complicated to do that. Yeah. People don't get much information. And even when they got this information, they just, I face this strange type of reactions that people can't accept uh, the facts and truths. It's too sad, it's too awful. Right. And people try to defend like themselves from, you know, person, on personal level. And they just deny this. Reality, we are starting to deep in because it will be much more severe than it's now. Like we will have dozens of thousands of of war veterans with PTSD, no help, who will probably start the organized crime because that's the only thing. That's the only
0: thing they can do. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it will be really, really uh, dangerous in Russia. So I just feel very complex emotions about that because sure. on the one hand i don't want like more russian people died on this war too sure. not only ukrainians sure uh but they're committing such an awful uh, war crimes mm-hmm. you know uh, sometimes like on the nazi level or even worse yeah and yeah. uh, uh, and i can't express what i've Feel about that there are not enough words either in Russian or in English right and I'm starting to understand what uh, will be with Russia in next 10, uh, 20 years and it's awful too because actually what I want to remind all our listeners like it's very important that uh, there will be some justice after this yes yeah, it is Yeah, but not only justice is important. Uh, we all should agree that we want, like, uh, Russia to be a normal country. Of course, uh, who yeah. deals with you know global warming, uh, with you know viruses uh, that <laughs> are now sleeping in boreal forests uh, and will be really, really dangerous in the next decades. We exactly. want. Uh, Russia to be a normal supplier of gas and oil uh, because it's profitable for all people. It's like 10% of uh, total land mass of the earth. It's huge territory and it it could be a nice, normal, rational country someday. And actually, the world will be uh, safer and more prosperous if it would happen someday. And I want to remind people that of course all people who are responsible for this war and dozens of people, like you know, war commanders, Putin, his friends, Mm -hmm. people who sponsor that, they should answer and there will be some sort of new Nuremberg process or Gaga or something like that. And we should insist on that. But also we need to show some empathy toward Russian people, even their even when they act weird for us, even if they seem aggressive and irrational, uh, just because all these people are hostages, and you should think about them as a hostages, not uh, uh, as like citizens uh, who actually vote for that and have some, you know, power to change things. Right. And you should remind yourself about that because. All these people, and I was a hostage for like all these years I lived, uh, lived there because there is no uh, free elections, there is no like free mass media, there is you know severe punishment even for going to the street with a blank page. Uh, so, people uh, who support this, I'm quoting this right now, probably uh, really experiencing Stonecomb syndrome and not. All Russian people are nice people. Obviously, I don't like a lot of people there, sure. uh, and it's true because people became aggressive, people became grumpy, people became really irrational right. and uneducated in some parts because of you know the censorship and also repressions, mm-hmm. and the oppression of uh, a lot of people. But. Uh, those people still deserve a normal government, a normal life. And uh, I hope someday they will uh, they will be free from that and will build a better society. And it will be beneficial for yeah. Russia and the whole world. And the
0: rest of the world, exactly. exactly. Um, before we wrap it up, which we should shortly, uh, just give me your... Can you give me a tour, maybe a two minute impression how you feel of how things are going for you in Canada? because I know people are interested in that too. So just personally for you, how our how, how is how has things been how are things been your first oh month in your new place, I guess actually?
1: Oh, actually, I did a uh, great and good research before we arrived here because yes. you know, uh, scientific the background yeah
0: and <laughs> exactly what I do theory. too. yeah.
1: <laughs> should be applied somewhere exactly. for That's what I this did year of waiting, yep. but um, I had high expectations uh, before we arrived, and actually, it's nice because uh, things are even better than I
0: expected. I, I'm so happy to hear that.
1: Yeah. That's great. So there are obviously some problems here and there, so yes, it's sure. not a paradise or something like that, but you know, the scale of those problems is nothing uh, comparison to what I experienced in Russia last year. So, uh, in like all the, you know, uh, small routine things, uh, almost everything uh, is improving for me. Like, you know, better groceries, better prices for which is weird. Better prices for electronic devices and appliances, uh, despite the Canada is kind of expensive country uh, compared sure. to other countries of the world. Yeah. So people are even more
0: polite than I <laughs>
1: I <didn't> expected. <laughs> it's to funny.
0: Them. I've heard other people say that. that you, I, I didn't know that Canadians actually were polite like that. Oh, yeah. No, that's a thing. Yeah, there is a I should tell you, there also is, just below the surface, a really sort of passive-aggressive jerkiness in Canadians, too. But we we put a nice level of, a nice veneer of politeness over top of it, which is kind of great. It's (laughs) enough for me. Like, I
1: don't want everybody, every single person on the street uh, to be in love with me. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, regular politeness is more than enough for me because I just can do my, you know, own business and don't get... Much negative impressions and all that, but of course it's you know this uh, immigration experience is very uh, disorientating because you just like I arrived and what next? <laughs> like <laughs> I did it, yeah, 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 and what next? <laughs> what, yeah, what should I now do now? I
0: have to find a place to live and uh, yep, and that, that was uh, like what
1: and yeah,
0: yeah, buy Ooh. furniture, yeah, yeah. Before oh, I should, be, yeah, I, uh, should, I should. Go ahead, sorry. You should learn one Russian word. Oh, good. Yes. What? What we got to think of something. What's a What's a good one? I'm looking around here. What, well, maybe you could give me a suggestion. What What would be a good one to learn? Oh, uh,
1: let's uh, learn the good word for now. It will be a, a peace.
0: That would be great. Peace, and I think I know what that is. I think it's mirror. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: I knew yeah, that because I'm, I'm a child. of I loved the space race, like of going mm-hmm. to the moon and all that stuff when I was a kid. So, I mean, I knew what all the Russian stuff was, too. And I knew the Russian cosmonauts as well as the uh, American astronauts. The Rus- I didn't think of the Russians as my heroes, whereas the American astronauts were like, I want to be like that guy. But I still was pretty much in awe of that whole thing. So uh, I know all. it's funny. People say things like, uh, uh, you know, who was the first woman in space? That's Valentina Tereshkova. You don't know that? <laughs> so yeah so mir was the name of the russian space station and they would always say on tv which also as which is russian for peace so i knew mir so that's a that's the first time you've, we've had one that i actually knew
1: so let's uh wrap up on this you know yeah. hopeful note and we yeah. really hope that there will be peace after that let's hope and things will be Actually, normal, not just awfully normal when we get used to this horrible war, but yes. really normal real when normal. people just can live a normal life both in Ukraine and Russia and the rest of the world. Yeah. And we still remind you to donate some small sum of money or big yep. sum of money to UNICEF, Red costs. Or other organizations there
0: will, there will there will be links in. yeah there will be links in the pot in, in the in the post at davebroadback.com and you should check that out if you can um i know a couple hundred people listen all the time so uh, i'd like to thank everybody for listening and as dan said be sure to do that uh i will talk to you again soon my friend uh and uh, once i understand what is going on during the school year because the term is starting and it's gonna it gets kind of crazy i'm sure as you know but uh See you soon, Dan. Talk to you later. Thanks, Dave.